G'day, I'm Megan Woodward and this is Crop to Top, the Cotton Info podcast. Conversations to help you grow. On today's podcast, we're heading to central Queensland, where one of Cotton Info's regional extension officers, Kim Stevens, is based. Kim's been with the team just under 12 months, but she's no stranger to the cotton industry. And in recent weeks, in the middle of picking starting in the region and at her own place, central Queensland has been an absolute hive of activity. And Kim's here to tell us all about it today. G'day, Kim. Welcome to the Crop to Top podcast. Thanks, Megan. Thanks for having me. So, Kim, a one-minute highlight reel. Introduce yourself to our listeners and a bit about how you got into the sector. I grew up in Biloela on our family farm, which is a mixed grain and cotton farm. This was my first introduction into cotton and the ag industry. I was in hospitality for 10 years after that and then followed by being back on the farm and having a family. More recently, I was involved with the Cotton Leadership Program with Cotton Australia, which opened up the door for my current role as being part of the CSD extension team in the role of the Central Queensland Regional Extension Officer for Cotton Info for the past 10 months. Excellent. So Billa Wheeler girl, born and bred. What's this end of the season looking like there and more broadly across central Queensland? Currently across Keller, Dawson and Valleys, we have some dryland irrigated cotton being picked as we speak. Some more getting defoliated and some a couple of weeks away still from defoliation. The same picture is currently happening across most of CQ into the central highlands. May for us will be a big picking month up, up here running into June and July for some as well. It has been a big and long season for everybody up here. Some of this cotton has been in the ground pretty much from the 1st of August. So our long season has been triggered from our cool, wet and overcast conditions throughout the first four months of growing. So, yeah, it's it's been an interesting season. Absolutely. And I understand dryland's doing quite well as well at the moment. Yeah, if you manage to get under some rain throughout the season, yeah, there's some really great dryland crops about. Um, some that didn't manage to get under those storms, but if you're under them, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's definitely been a roll of the dice, I guess, every season, but especially this one when it comes to weather. Turning our focus to April, it's been absolutely huge month in the region with field walks galore. We're going to touch on three of them today. First up, you recently attended a field day at Monto. Tell me a bit about what's going on with the cotton growing trials in Monto because that's not traditional cotton country, is it? No, that's right. And yeah, for sure, we've had a few events happening, which has been really great. The cotton in Monto, it, it wasn't really a trial from the industry, but more the growers in Monto wanting to see how cotton would go in their region. As like you said, it isn't a traditional crop grown there. Last season, there was a little trial put in by the grower, but this season they put in 50 hectares under a pivot to really give it a go. And what were some of the things they were able to share with people that headed out to their place uh, at the end of April? Stu Brotherton and I have been involved with helping them out throughout the season with any questions that they have had. I would go out there with the crop about once a month and keep track of how it was progressing throughout the season. This was from establishment squaring, first flower to cut out, and most recently their latest bowl count. I did this so we had some data from this season to be able to look back on and this was great to be able to talk to the growers and consultants over there as well to give them an idea of how the crop progressed throughout the season. They did have some challenges throughout that season. Their climate is quite different to the rest of CQ itself. This made for some really low retention throughout the crop's life from high insect pressure 
to very cool and wet conditions. I had a look at some averages actually for the Monto region and they only had six days above 36 degrees since planting date and their 10-year mean is 16. They also had 15 cold shock days throughout the crop's life. The 10-year mean is seven and a half. So this really showed us how cool it really was for them this season. The crop compensated unbelievably well considering its tough conditions. With not having those heat units early on, it did struggle to kick into gear and get going. But the past month or two has been really good for it and it's finished off well and into these warmer and drier days. Absolutely been up against it for a, a trial season, no doubt about that. What were some of the, the questions and I guess some of the interest that was raised during the field walk on that Monto property and what sort of interest or I guess are there people in the district now sort of looking around it as an opportunity? There's a, some good interest down there. Our discussions were really great actually and the growers were so keen to learn as much out of it as they could, which was really great to be involved in. Being a new area, we discussed a lot about the cotton plant itself, how it actually grows, what all the cotton language means from, you know, when we're talking squaring to first flower and when the crop is cutting out, because that was something that they sort of were a little bit unsure about. So that was really good to get down into all of that. Spray drift was brought up as well. They are a small farming area. So they do have some concerns around that and whether that will be an issue for them. And we just sort of discussed that and we said we'll support and help them as much as what we can if that means bringing some spray workshops to the area and and getting a bit more education around that to help them out. We discussed planting, the best way to achieve a good establishment with their conditions and their particular ground prep and everything like that. There is some dryland interest over there as well. So we had some discussion around the best way to do that in their particular farming system. You know, there were questions around nitrogen and how much to apply, how much does it need. Emma also touched base on the resistant management plan that Bayer has in place and explained the reasoning for it and how they need to get a grasp of that as part of growing cotton and introducing that into their farming system. Overall, it was, yeah, it was just great discussions. It was really good to listen to the guys and and how interested they are. And, you know, we had a walk into the crop, which will be picked this weekend. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to that outcome for them and looking forward to supporting those one-time growers coming into the next season. That's incredible. We'll definitely keep a close eye on that and be keen to hear how picking goes and how they progress into the seasons beyond this one. Now, moving from Monto and heading west towards Theodore and Springshaw, you also had some extend flex field days. For those not in attendance or haven't attended one in their region previously, tell me a bit about what these field days are about. These were about showcasing the new extend flex varieties that are being trialled across all different farming areas across the Australian cotton growing regions. Cotton breeders have been working on these varieties over the past 20 years to make sure that they meet all expectations and higher. Drew Brotherton from CSC was able to give everyone an insight into how each variety performed throughout the season and some more detail about each of them with being able to walk into the field and, and have a bit of a look and the growers could get their own gauge of, of what they thought. CSC and Bayer have had these in-field trials for the past couple of seasons in different regions. This has just been necessary to be able to understand them and how they grow and respond to these different growing regions. So it was just basically getting everybody around to be able to get their own information and um, have their own interest in looking at the crop within itself. That's great. It's such a good opportunity. And I guess to just extend flex in itself has been such an important development for the industry. What were some of the questions growers had in regards to it for their own properties and for the region as a whole? 
These new varieties are an important development for CQ and all regions, like you said, for their better tolerance in disease, their higher yielding, and most importantly, more options for the overtop weed control for our tougher weeds that have started showing some resistance in fields. The field days in Springshaw and Theodore went really well. Growers, agronomists and consultants were very interested in where these varieties are currently at in terms of when will they be commercially available for them to grow. CSD's Peter White was able to give them all some insight into the seed increase program and what seed will be available for next season. But then also Mark Dawson from Bayer updated everyone on how much Extend Flex will be approved to plant this year while they are still waiting on some approval to be able to release these varieties to a broader range of the industry. They were very positive with the results of this year's trials. And yeah, everyone's really looking forward to following these varieties and seeing more data and results from this coming season. Absolutely. It's an exciting time to be involved, especially for central Queensland. Now, look, we're ripping through this, Kim. There's been so much happening in your neck of the woods. Last but not least... Teach the Teacher. That afternoon was held recently in Emerald as well. It's such a great initiative and CQ's really led the way in this. Tell me a bit about what it involved and how the Grower Association was involved and the types of people that turned up. Emerald Cotton Growers and Irrigators Association is definitely leading the way in that. This was my first time attending this event and it was just absolutely fantastic. Teachers from primary and secondary schools joined local industry representatives and they received a first-hand insight into their local cotton industry during an afternoon visiting farms in their local Fairburn Dam. Emerald did get some rain earlier that week, so their program had to change a little, but they still got to see a picker, just not in action, but did get to climb all over it, which they thought it was absolutely awesome. So it was a really great initiative. We had some growers, some industry representatives, we had agronomists. It was really fantastic to have that interaction with the teachers, and you know they got a special treat of a flyover demonstration explaining the ins and outs of it and actually how much training and education goes into these pilots. They also got to, you know, walk through the crop and have a look through it and discuss the agronomy and how the crop's physiology actually works. And they got to go out to the dam and listen to how the water works and how that system up there works, some of the dam statistics. And um, I think overall, it's just a very important event as it allows our industry to be able to teach firsthand what happens on a cotton farm and how cotton is produced. And also to encourage and promote our responsibility to have sustainable cotton production in both Australia and around the world. These guys are teaching the next generation. So if they can learn more about ag and how advanced it is and pass this on to these children, then it's just wonderful for us to be able to help them out with that learning. It was interesting, though, I was talking to some of the teachers towards the end of it, and we sort of said, you know, what was one of the things that you got out of today? And they said that they couldn't believe how much goes into a crop. They sort of just would think that growers just plant it, and they walk away and come back and pick it when it's ready to go. So it was good to be able to help them understand that it's much more than that, what goes into every farming system. So it was a great afternoon and great event. That's incredible. And that's such great anecdotal feedback from your own community that is obviously so reliant on the cotton industry doing well. So there's so many layers to it and it's wonderful you could be there for it. Kim, we're just about at time. We've promised all of our listeners that 15 to 20 minutes is our max on these so they can get on with their day and take in the information that they need. This podcast is called Crop to Top. We're asking people that come on the show if they can share with us their favourite element of the process between crop to top. What's yours, Kim Stevens? Probably the picking process would have to be my favourite. I think it's just 
amazing how it just comes so far from basket pickers to module builders and now to one machine that does it all. I think that part of the process is absolutely amazing. Well, you're lucky you're at the right time of season for your favourite part, aren't you, Kim? (laughs) Thank you so much for your time today. And we really look forward to getting more and more results back out of the Central Queensland trials that we talked about at the start and obviously updates as we get through the picking part of the season. Kim Stevens, REO from Central Queensland, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Megan. Thank you. 